Hey lady, I am so freaking jazzed that you're here. My name is Emily and I am a clinical social worker deeply passionate about what's going on in between our ears. I am here to help build up your toolbox against self-doubt, social comparison, and nasty self-talk to help keep you kind to your mind. You know, we all have something going on in that noggin of ours that isn't always kind. So let's put in the legwork and flex those mindset muscles so that we can move the mountains we were meant to freaking move. Let's go. What is up, honeyhead? I am so excited to welcome you to episode number 50. Whoa, like even just saying that, I am astounded. Honestly, I I am. And when I think about what we've done together for the past 50 weeks, I am just really freaking thankful really freaking thankful. So I I just need to to start off our chat today by saying thank you for being along for the ride for the past 50 weeks that we've spent together. And when I think about, you know, starting this podcast and and creating this little project that you and I have been working on, I, I thought that I would be more comfortable by now. I'll be honest, I I thought that I would have a a sense of mastery around podcasting in general and it's not that sitting down to talk with you it makes me uncomfortable but I thought I would have some kind of security, right? Some feeling of security and I have been spending way too much time in general wishing that I was more comfortable lately. After a year of podcasting, I thought I would have it all figured out by now. After this long in my relationship or my career or living on my own, I thought I would have it all figured out right now. But I don't. And I assume that neither do you, right? If you do, I expect a DM on Instagram or something because I need you to teach me your ways, okay? But I'm gonna assume that you don't have it figured out either. But in this stage of life, my comfort zone, that thing that I I find myself craving and wanting so badly is not going to be the answer. It doesn't work that way. My goodness, I it is frustrating as anything, but it doesn't work that way. So let's figure out how it does. I want to talk to you today about, yes, our comfort zone, but also the three other zones that we can fall into, right? First of all, our comfort zone, obviously it holds our sense of safety and control. This is where we feel like everything is at ease, right? This zone is low risk, but it's also low reward. We are not getting the satisfaction out of something difficult, right? You know by now that I look up to Keisha Fitzgerald. If you do not know who this woman is, please head over to Instagram and her podcast, Empower Her. Um, She is one of the main reasons why the Kind Mind Project exists. But one of my favorite sayings from Keisha is that easy robs you of proud, right? The comfort zone itself, that's our easy 
That's our comfortable and safe and in control. It doesn't really take a lot of thought or resilience or perseverance. That's our comfort zone. And before we go any further, I want to set the precedent that this comfort zone, this is a place to rest, not to live. Okay, I really, if you take nothing else out of today's chat, this is a place to rest, not to live. Okay, and right beyond that comfort zone is a very familiar feeling. You know that feeling. This is our fear zone. This zone is where we have that low self-confidence, that crazy uncertainty that is so uncomfortable. This is where we find any and all excuses, any and all excuses to not do that difficult thing. And this is the zone where we are most affected by other people's appearances, opinions, and statements, right? Other people's looks and opinions and words. They get all jumbled up in our fear zone. And that's when it influences us the most. That's when we experience that low self-confidence. That when, that's when we find excuses to not do the difficult thing. Right outside our comfort zone lives this fear zone. But the beautiful thing, the absolutely beautiful thing is that when we get right past that fear zone, we get to the good stuff, okay? Next, we have our learning zone. Right outside of our fear zone, we start to learn, right? This is the zone where we start to face challenges, where our problem solving kicks in. This is where we start to acquire those new skills and, and extend our comfort zone. This is where our comfort zone extension exists. Why is that? Well, because we learn resilience, We learn to be comfortable in new situations. We acquire new skills to increase our comfortability. This zone is required so that our comfort zone can get bigger, right? So that's that's our learning zone. That's the space where we start to face the challenges that end up in knowledge, right? That result in knowledge. And this last zone, you know it's going to be my personal favorite. That's our growth zone. This is the place where we start to find purpose, authentic purpose. This is the place where you feel that you are the most in, in the moment, but also that you are authentically living your dreams. This is the place where you are setting new goals and you're doing it frequently. And they're not just little ones. They're big ones that feel connected to that purpose. This is when you start conquering objectives and, and raising the bar for your purpose, right? This place is where we want to be. It's where we want to be. Now listen, as I, I prefaced before, we need our comfort zone. Our comfort zone is required, right? We need that place that we can come back and rest in. We need comfortability that we can come back and rest in. But you cannot be committed to your dream and your comfort zone at the same time. I will say that again. You cannot be committed to your dream, committed to your growth, committed to your future and your comfort zone at the same time. So how do you actually do this? Here's the deal, okay? We are going to have phases of our life that require us to rest And we are going to have phases of our life that challenge us to grow, 
two very different things. And if you look back at previous stages of your life, you can probably analyze this a little bit. I know that in the height of graduate school, I was required to build resiliency when it comes to time management, scheduling, and endurance. I was. I was working 12-hour days, going to an internship that didn't pay me anything, to then go work minimum wage and then come home and study at night, right? That was a, a stage of growth for me. And to be honest, a few months ago, when we were hit with COVID-19 and I was, I was working from home and I was doing well and I kind of had a place to sit still for a moment. That was a stage of my life where I honestly felt like I was, I was resting. I was catching up on the things that I wasn't experiencing before because of my growth season, right? So that's naturally going to happen. I really want to stress that fully. But today, we are going to make a commitment. You are making a commitment to rise to the 2% of the population that sees her comfort zone as a place to rest, not to live. And here's why. 98% of the population is okay with being like everyone else, with sitting in their comfort zone feeling insecure, They're okay with just scraping by and literally just surviving. They're okay with sitting in fear and playing it safe. 98% of the population is battling regret and procrastination and settling for less, but not you. Not you. Not a woman like you that decided to press play on a personal growth podcast today. Not you. Today, you are making a commitment to adopt the 2% mindset. As I mentioned before, we know that the good stuff happens when we get past that uncomfortable piece, right outside of our comfort zone, right outside of the place that we feel comfortable and safe and in control, right outside of that zone is where all the bad crap kicks in, where all the fear and uncertainty and discomfort kicks in. And we know that when we get right past that, we get to the growth that we're looking for. So we know that to get to that 2%, we need to get past that fear zone, past the zone where we find excuses and care about other people's opinions. Because once we do, once we decide to embrace the unknown and start acting in spite of that fear, we get the benefits of that 2% mentality. When you commit to the 2% mindset, you are committing to living without limits, to exploring new things, and to learning to like change. You are committing to learn to like change. And honestly, when I hear that, I cringe a little, okay? I cringe a little because learning to like change is a skill, It is a muscle that needs to be flexed and stretched and built over time. This is not going to be a one-step decision that we make today. It's going to be a commitment that we make today, but it's going to be a skill that we build over time. You're committing to living without limits. Wow, that's big. Living without limits, really hear those words. You're committing to exploring new things. 
I don't know about you, but when I am confronted with a new situation, the first thing that happens, I clench my butt cheeks. All right. I'm going to be honest. We are honest over here on the kind mind. I clench my butt cheeks because change is scary. Uncertainty is scary. Doing something new is scary. It's not familiar to us. It's not natural to fall in love with the process of constantly doing new things. So we're going to learn this over time. We're going to learn to like change over time. You're also committing to going for your dreams instead of waiting for them to find you. How often have you done that? Well, it's just not the right time yet. Well, I don't have everything in line yet. Well, these boxes aren't checked yet. Listen, honeyhead, woman that I love very much, it's never going to be in line. It's never going to be all figured out. It's never going to be all squared away and ironed out like you want it to be. So we start now. We start messy. Whatever that is, whatever your dream, your vision board that you put for 2021, whatever that is, you're doing it now. Because circumstances are not going to be perfect. Circumstances are not going to be exactly how you want them to look. That's not how life works. So we're going to start now instead of waiting for those dreams to find you. Because to be honest, that, that map, that route is constantly recalculating and it's never going to line up perfectly. You are committing to choosing happiness. I firmly believe, and I will say this until the day I die, I firmly believe that happiness is a choice. You get to choose it. The 2% mindset, the 2% of the population that reaches that full potential, that honest happiness, they're choosing that. You get to decide what you complain about. You get to decide what you focus on. You get to choose what you let get to you. The 2% of the population, that 2% mindset that we're seeking, they choose happiness. If something that, that isn't ideal or a bit frustrating occurs, they let it go and they choose happiness instead. So you are committing to choosing happiness. You are also committing to seeking abundance and honest fulfillment. To be honest, Home Fry, that means that if something isn't in line with your purpose, with what you are seeking, it doesn't truly fulfill you, it's time to hit the road. It's time to kick it to the curb. That's got to go because your 2% mindset is not seeing that as true fulfillment. That is not meeting the demands of the commitment that you are making right now. Honest fulfillment. You're also committing to constructing confidence. Why do I say constructing? Well, because you are not going to finish this episode today and suddenly be confident. I don't expect that out of you. I don't expect that out of myself. But you are committing, as the 2% of the population, you are committing to constructing confidence. To me, that means built over time. Just like we are going to learn how to fall in love with change, we are going to learn how to truly construct confidence. Not the, you know, the quotes that you scroll through on Instagram, but the honest kind. They're like, look at myself in the mirror and have a little dance party kind, okay? You're committing to constructing confidence. 
and also welcoming excitement. A lot of times, excitement sometimes means something happening that's not really according to plan, right? I didn't plan for it. I didn't expect it. It's not on my day-to-day schedule, but I'm welcoming excitement. I'm welcoming the curveballs even. And again, this is something that makes me cringe, okay? This is something that makes me a little bit scared to think about because I like when things go according to plan. So do you. That's how your brain is wired. That's how our human brains are wired. We like routine. We like certainty. But I'm going to choose to welcome excitement. I'm going to choose to welcome the curveballs and to use them to seek that full fulfillment. And the best commitment, the best commitment you could ever make, you are committing to getting the most out of your life. I was speaking to a friend the other day who works with uh, elderly patients that are nearing the end of their lives. And she said that one of the biggest regrets they have is not taking more chances. Listen, I want to be the 2% of the population that, that sees the end of my life and says, damn, I'm glad I did that. I'm glad I did that. Maybe it didn't work out. Maybe I failed epically. Maybe things went terribly wrong. But I am glad that I did that. So I don't have an ounce of regret for the things that I didn't. Listen, I'm not going to tell you that this is an easy commitment to make. But I am going to tell you that this commitment is worth it. This is something that I'm going to have to recommit to every morning, just as you are. Because of that, because this is such a a difficult commitment to make to ourselves, I've made a little vow over on my Instagram page, and it's a, a card that you can save for yourself too. And it lists out our commitment to the 2% mindset. And if you're with me on this, if, if you are here for the 2% mindset commitment, I want you to sign that card. Save that photo to your phone. Sign it. And let me see. Let me see how many people we can get to commit to the 2% mindset because the beautiful thing that happens, the beautiful thing that happens when someone commits to, to living their best life, getting the most out of their life, is that that 2% isn't 2% anymore. How beautiful would it be if that 2% became 15 or 30 or 50, right? If, if 50% of the population decided to commit to that 2% mindset, How much would change about the world around us? So yeah, Cheeseball Emily is going to make this connection here and is going to ask you that you making this commitment to this 2% mindset idea is not just for me and it's not just for you because when we do that, who's going to see you do that? Do it for the people around you. You better believe I'm going to teach my daughter this. And I'm going to hope that she teaches her daughter this. What would change if you made the 2% mindset commitment? What would change? I can tell you. The entire world around you.
the entire world around you. And yeah, you may say that that is an ambitious statement, but here's the deal. When you're choosing happiness, when you're seeking abundance, when you're committing to honest fulfillment, what do you think your environment is going to look like? When you're constructing confidence and welcoming excitement, what do you think that your environment is going to look like? Your world, the world that you live in. When you commit to living without limits and exploring new things and learning to like change, what is that going to look like for you? Your world is going to be different. So I want you to make this commitment today. If you're ready to commit to the 2% mindset, head on over to my Instagram page. Let's celebrate episode number 50 together and let's make this commitment. I want nothing else from 50 episodes of the Kind Mind Project than to know that you are going to be a part of the 2% of the population that commits to getting the most out of their life. That you are going to be a part of the 2% of the population that reaches the end of their lives without regrets. That reaches the end of their lives saying, damn, I am so proud that I did that. So what do you say? I'm going to head on over there. You better meet me there. I love you so much. And I cannot thank you enough for the past 50 weeks together. Here's to 50 more. I love you, honeyhead. I will talk to you soon. Dude, thank you so much for including the kind mind and this weirdo in your journey. If you vibed with this episode, I would love to connect with you on social media. Go take your takeaways to your Instagram story and tag me so I can thank you for spreading a message that is near and dear to my heart. Thank you for letting me sit in the passenger seat of your personal growth journey. I want to hear about the mountains that you are moving. But until next time, stay kind to that mind, girlfriend. I'll talk to you soon.